But the irony is nobody has really done that. Nobody. Right? Like how many people have had that dream versus how many people have actually had that experience in real life? Yeah. I mean, some people do it though. But not by accident. Yeah, they do it on purpose. Right. They like streak through the quad or whatever. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but but that's why I'm just highlighting that I think that's more symbolic than anything else because it shows up a lot in the dream space mm -hmm. and it's not happening in reality. Hmm. Welcome to the Weekly Transit, a podcast exploring the intersection of Western astrology and Jungian psychology. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth while psychology helps us navigate both conscious and unconscious experiences. Together, these tools offer the potential for self-understanding, growth, and transformation. Join astrologer Scott Tajarian and me, psychotherapist Gabriella Durso, as we dive into the cosmic forecast each week. Hi, Gabriella. Hey, Scott. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Lots to go over this week. Big week. It's highlighted by the new moon in Pisces hmm. is the, the final transit of the week. Leading up to that, we have Mercury transiting into Aries, where it's going to be transiting through Aries for an extended stay because Mercury is going to go retrograde in hmm. Aries. It's true. It's about that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've had a little bit of a break, and so we're not there yet, but it's coming. April 1st is when retrograde begins, and so this is the week of March 4th through the 10th, so we're still outside of the shadow period. So enjoy. Mm. Enjoy the... But it's creeping in. It's creeping in, yes. <laughs> but we've got several transits leading up to those two highlights this week. We'll begin with Mercury. The messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld, the planet of consciousness, communication, and coordination, transiting through the mutable water sign, symbolized by the fish, Pisces, forming a sextile, a supportive aspect to Uranus, the planet of rebellion, revolution, innovation, independence, and the unexpected, the primordial sky god, in the fixed earth sign symbolized by the bull Taurus. This transit is occurring from Sunday to Tuesday, March 3rd to the 5th, with an exact sextile happening on Monday, March 4th. So Mercury is really cruising right now. It's moving quick. Hmm. It's not slowing down yet. Okay. So it's only going to be connecting with Uranus for about two, three days, really strongly. But... I think of Uranus as the planet of, you know, when you look at the symbol of Uranus, it kind of looks like a, a weather vane that hmm, a lightning it does. bolt could hit and shot. So, so when Mercury, the mind is moving close to Uranus, that weather vane, it's like there's going to be some sort of shock or awakening of the mind. Hmm. I think of Mercury transiting through. Pisces, the sign of the unconscious. Mercury is the planet of the unconscious. Uranus is in Taurus, which is stimulating, maybe in an uncomfortable way, our reality, our relationship to our self-worth, our values, our material security. And then Mercury through Pisces comes in. It's like, what ideas are mm -hmm. coming up for you right now? What ideas are coming up for you? And would you say these are ideas that are for us or are they more like, are they on the individual or the collective level or possibly both? Maybe both. Hmm. Uh, I was thinking of it more on the individual level, but you know, when you think of that Aquarius energy, which Uranus is the planetary ruler of Aquarius, Aquarius is the sign that represents innovation. It's symbolized mm -hmm. by the water bear. So even though Uranus is transiting through Taurus. It's a different sign than Aquarius. I think of Uranus transiting through Taurus. It's really shaking things up in terms of our collective reality. New ideas are coming into fruition in a way that feels real. Mm -hmm. Like, have you seen these? Uh, maybe I mentioned it on uh, on an earlier episode. I can't remember, but 
I mean, it felt like this happened right when Pluto transited into Aquarius. You're talking about those the goggles? The vision? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, that's like... <laughs> that's shocking in and of itself. Totally. If you saw someone walking down the street wearing those. Or driving in a car or something. like there's. That's pretty scary. It's <laughs> <laughs> alarming. But that's something that's like really... It's bringing the dream into reality. Mm-hmm. So... Mercury's transiting through the sign of dreams. Uranus, the planet of invention, is transiting through the sign of reality, Taurus. What dreams are coming into reality? I mean, sure, look into the collective and see like, oh, wow, yeah, that's weird. I've never seen that before. Mm -hmm. That's different. And now it's here. What does that mean? But also think about it for yourself. Like, what, what are you manifesting? What what are you dreaming about? Like we talked last week about the difference between the subconscious and the unconscious. Mm -hmm. The unconscious is dreams when you're sleeping. Mm -hmm. And the subconscious is dreams when you're driving and not really paying attention where you're going, but your mind's just kind of drifting off into other places. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the subconscious is kind of that in-between state. Mm -hmm where you're still kind of conscious of where you are mm -hmm. versus the unconscious is completely outside of your awareness unless you're dreaming. So like when you're meditating, is that subconscious? That's subconscious. Yeah. I would say meditation and hypnosis is another example mm -hmm. of the subconscious. Okay. Yes. So what's coming up? You know, that's that's mm -hmm. what I'm curious to know from our listeners. Like what what is coming up in your subconscious thoughts? What What's happening in your dreams? How is your reality shifting based upon what's going on in your subconscious and your unconscious? Mm -hmm. I think this, this image you shared about the lightning bolt representing the Uranus energy mm -hmm. is really important to remember. Yes. Because often what comes through from our unconscious, it, it might be shocking in some way. If you think about the content of dreams, they're, they're often kind of strange or shocking or you know confusing mm -hmm. to people especially dreams that are really kind of fantastical might have sort of that uranus energy to them in terms of you're not clear on like how to make sense of it and how to work with it and so what can happen if the material that comes up is too threatening in some way like threatening to your reality mm. then we can have a tendency to push that content back down and what that really means is that we just forget that we don't we don't remember the dreams so everyone is actually dreaming all the time but the folks who don't remember their dreams that is an indication that whatever the content of your dreams is that your ego is blocking that memory from coming into your consciousness so remember, mm. we've talked before about how the ego is kind of the gatekeeper yes. between what's allowed to come from your unconscious yes. up into your conscious awareness. Right. So it's just worth noting that what might be coming through might be shocking in some way and that you have an opportunity to either relate with it or not. And what you remember from your dreams is really helping you understand like what you're ready to grapple with or what you're ready to look at. Mm. Because anything, you know, the ego, you can look at it kind of two ways. It has a bit of a bad reputation. Leave your ego at the door. Leave your ego at the door. You have to kill your ego. Mm. But your ego is, it's attempting to protect you from information within your unconscious that could possibly be threatening to your well-being. Mm. You know, that's sort of the... The story, of course, you can work with information in different ways to make it, you know, to integrate it into your consciousness. Right. Um, but the ego is doing that as a as a form of protection. It's another example of the way of the ways that we try to keep ourselves safe, even though we might actually be holding ourselves in a certain pattern that might not really be safe or might not be good or healthy or positive. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, safety is kind of an illusion anyway right, on yeah. a larger scale. Mm -hmm. So the ego is acting as that kind of gatekeeper. So one way, if you are if you feel like you're ready to step more into relationship with your unconscious 
and welcome more of that information into your awareness and you're ready to work with it. Like it's incredible just what the intention of being ready to do that, how much that can shift your experience. Mm. So one thing I love to do with clients is dream work. And as soon as I invite clients into that opportunity, you know, casually, if you have any dreams that are interesting to you that you'd like to bring in, mm-hmm. almost all of them start remembering their dreams. Right. Yes, because they're making a conscious choice that they want to remember their dreams, mm-hmm. right? And so... Exactly. That's how yeah. it starts. Yes. I think that's what I was kind of talking about last week, where it's being conscious of your unconscious or your subconscious is making a choice to try to remember your dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're... Your consciousness affects your dreams. Mm -hmm. It affects your, like, it's kind of a, it's a cycle. It's a cycle. The conscious influences the unconscious and the unconscious influences the conscious, Mm -hmm. right? Exactly. Yeah. So just the the invitation to yourself, setting that intention that you'd Mm -hmm. like to remember your dreams can really help you do that. Yes. And then we've all probably had those dreams where, you know, something happens and we, it gets cut off maybe because we wake up Mm -hmm. or we just don't remember what happens next. Right. Like how many times have you heard that you from someone they had a dream where they're being chased by something, mm-hmm. but they don't get to see what it is. That's a great indication of like the ego is allowing you insight into some level of suffering that you're experiencing, but there's some part of you that's not ready to face that. Mm. So that's where doing dream work can be really valuable because you get to really sit with sort of that inquiry of like, what's that about? Mm, yes. And the more likely you are then to be able to face that in the dream and therefore be able to face it in your waking life too. Mm, right. Well, this feels like a good time to be doing this type of work, this type of dream work. Yeah, it does. And I'm, I just have to wonder if like Uranus, if it's going to bring about feelings of, shock in mm-hmm. your dreams because Uranus is a very shocking mythical character or God. Mm-hmm. I mean, Uranus is hooking up with his mom, Gaia, having, getting her pregnant. That's kind of shocking. It's <laughs> pretty shocking. Yeah. And then killing <laughs> all their offspring, also shocking. And then Gaia hides some of the offspring away gets Kronos, a.k.a. Saturn, to go after Papa Uranus. And Kronos, a.k.a. Saturn, castrates Uranus, which is also shocking. Yeah, this is a group that really needs some family therapy. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> we got to get Freud Freud and his yeah. descendants up yeah. here with the, the mother-son. right. So what shocks are coming into your dreams and unconscious this week? Yeah. Well, and I had uh, one of my first Jungian analysts that I worked with who I loved. She told me to especially pay attention to what surprises you in your dreams. Mm, Okay. And she was always asking me, and did that surprise you? Mm. You know, when I was talking about dreams. Yes. It was a really interesting question. For me, because oftentimes we can sort of suppress our surprise too. Mm, right. You know, that can be actually be like an ego function too. Yes. She she made it so that you would be open to being surprised, that it's okay to be surprised. Yeah? Is that what she yeah, was? Yeah. Yeah. She introduced the possibility mm-hmm. of surprise. And Had also- you not thought of that before? I hadn't really thought of that before. I mean, I think we've all had- weird things happen in our dreams that we wrote off as just nonsensical. Mm -hmm. But really that experience of being surprised, I think a lot of it, it relates to this Uranus energy because it's something trying to break through. Mm. You know, if you understood everything that was happening in your dreams, it wouldn't necessarily, it wouldn't be in your unconscious Right. Anymore. Right. So there needs to be material that's like, what, what the heck is this? Yes. So that element of surprise in particular is helping 
you understand what part is supposed to be breaking through into your consciousness. Right. Like what's sort of at the tip of the iceberg, so to speak. Mm. And whatever that is, is what you're ready to face because you've had it in a dream and you've remembered the dream and you've acknowledged that element of surprise. And so you're ready to integrate it. Even though there's a part of you that's surprised by it, mm -hmm. there's a part of you that remembered it. And so you can then work with it. Okay. Dream work's a really powerful experience. Even if you're not doing it with a therapist, just developing a practice on your own of tracking your dreams. So would you suggest like writing down your dreams or recording your like a doing a intake when you wake up in the morning, hit that record like last night I had a dream that I was Yeah. Running through my high school gymnasium naked <laughs> again. <laughs> I and like the voice memos. Me <laughs> yeah, I like the voice memos okay. because when I wake up, I don't I don't know about you, but I don't think I could hold a pencil. Like I'm sure. I'm too tired. I'm too sort of in between the worlds. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I wake up and start doing anything else, I typically lose the dream. Yes. So I like the voice memos. I also like that period where like if you're someone who gets up and goes to the bathroom in the nighttime, sometimes that can be a moment of remembering the dream because you don't have to fully wake up yeah, to really you're not fully out of the dream but you can go kind of get back into the dream yeah yeah so that's a time i mean if you're if you have the awareness to do it you can take some notes that sort of like early morning dream space i find is easier for me to remember my dreams yes too mm-hmm you can kind of learn when you have most access to your dreams and what works best for you. But I generally think recording them in some way is useful. And you also want to pay attention to any feelings that you had, because sometimes the feeling might seem like it doesn't match the dream in some way, but the feeling is really important. And to keep in mind that the most important factor in any dream is what it means to you the dreamer. So you can talk to a therapist about it. You can read dream interpretations online. There's some amazing reference books as well for dream interpretation or symbol interpretation. But ultimately what it means to you is what you want to, what you really want to emphasize because it's your psyche. Yes, for sure. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. hmm. We'll continue this discussion because some of these aspects that Mercury is making this week, the sun is going to make. Because remember last week, Mercury passed the sun. Mm -hmm. And so now Mercury is aligning with planets that the sun is going to align with next. There is some redundancy in a sense to this energy, but it's also sort of supporting and elongating the frequency of bringing dreams to reality. The next transit this week that we're going to be discussing, it's actually three transits. Remember last week we talked about Venus transiting through Aquarius, aligning with the North Node, Chiron, and Uranus. Mm -hmm. Boom, boom, boom. This week it's Mars doing the same thing. So Mars is following Venus just as the sun is following Mercury. Mm. So there is some redundancy to some of these aspects that are occurring i think of it as like again i always say this like astrology is like a symphony the way that the planets move you're listening to a symphony you hear the melody it's the violins playing the melody then it's the piano playing the melody then it's the flute section playing the melody they have all these different instruments playing the same hmm. yeah and that's what the planets do so we're given multiple opportunities to learn what we need to learn exactly so things There's, should start to feel familiar exactly yes mars the god of war the planet of action aggression and conflict transiting through the fixed air sign symbolized by the water bearer aquarius forms a sextile a supportive aspect with the north node the soul's purpose karmic pathway of the soul in the cardinal fire sign symbolized by the ram aries 
Mars is transiting in alignment with the North Node from March 3rd, Sunday, until Wednesday, March 6th, forming an exact sextile the same day that Mercury in Pisces forms a sextile with Uranus in Taurus, Monday. So Monday feels like a big day, big shift, some sort of awakening happening. Mars in Aquarius is churning up the energy of the community, the Mm. group, the collective consciousness, so to speak. Aligning with the North Node in Aries is saying, where do I fit in? Hmm, What is my part? What is my part? What is my role? How do I fit in? And what makes me different from everyone else? Mm -hmm. What's the cohesion between all of that? I need to fit in, but I also need to be myself. Hmm. Right. You want to be accepted by the group for who you really are. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you know, when you think about the dreams and the unconscious and the subconscious and the, and the conscious, what is going on in your mind with regards to yourself and how you stand out and how you fit in to the group? It's hmm. a great question. From Monday to Friday, March 4th to the 8th, Mars in Aquarius is going to be forming a sextile with Chiron, the wound and the ancient wisdom that is unlocked through healing that wound, also transiting through Aries. So as Mars is aligning with the North Node, encouraging you to stand out, be yourself, be the unique version of yourself that the group needs. It's also aligning with Chiron, which is encouraging you to face your insecurities, your fears, Hmm. running through the high school gymnasium naked in your dreams. Is that your fear? If you remember that, does that mean that the ego says that you're ready to run through the high school gymnasium naked in front of your classmates? (laughs) Is that what the ego is saying? If I remember that dream? I don't know if the ego is advocating for public nudity or not. Okay. (laughs) Oftentimes, like using that example, the content of dreams can be symbolic. So I think we talked last week about that there's something about the transits that is making us all feel exposed in some way. And so I would be curious about what that nudity represents, if it represents a type of authenticity. Hmm being stripped down to just who you are without having a disguise on. Because doesn't everybody have that dream where like you dreamt dreamt that you showed up to school and you you weren't wearing any clothes and you're like, oh God. I think it's a common one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that would be a pretty natural fear for people. I just wonder if... But the irony is nobody has really done that. Nobody... Like how many people have had that dream versus... How many people have actually had that experience in real life? Yeah. I mean, some people do it, though. But not by accident. Yeah, they do it on purpose. Right. They, like, streak through the quad or whatever. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, but that's why I'm just highlighting that I think that's more symbolic than anything else because it shows up a lot in the dream space mm-hmm. and it's not happening in reality hmm. by accident. Right. So to me, that indicates that it's about something else. Hmm. What do you mean? What would it be about? Or it just depends on. The I just mean that dreaming. I. I just mean I think it's more symbolic than really about being naked in public. It's more about like how you're fitting in or not fitting in. How you're or feeling being exposed. Yourself. Okay. Being yeah. Exposed. Being, being exposed or like I mentioned, could be about authenticity. Well, that's what this transit's about. And I feel like there's a lot of support there Mm -hmm. because Mars is transiting through Aquarius, which is air, and Chiron is in Aries, which is fire. Air fuels fire. Fire raises the air. So this week feels like an opportunity to really show up, show out, be yourself, face your fears, face your insecurities, and be the person that you want to be in the community. You know what this reminds me of? Like speaking of being naked in public, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about 
how much pressure there is for women to wear makeup and how not only do we not allow our bodies to be naked, our faces can't even actually be authentically as they are. Mm. And I really feel the weight of that for for myself and for women in general. But I think a really interesting example, if anyone saw this, I I can't remember what the event was because I don't really follow the these events that closely, but Pamela Anderson attended one of these, I don't know, award shows or whatever it was, and she showed up without any makeup on. Oh, wow. And she looked beautiful. Mm. And she also looked, you know, there was something so vulnerable about it. She looked mm-hmm. like naked in some way. Yeah. You know? And for someone who has spent so much of her life like really exposing her body it felt vulnerable in a completely different way Mm. and it got so much press which is just funny in and of itself that it was such a big deal like that she was just literally being herself Mm -hmm. yeah and i think she was you know people wanted to interview her about it and wanted to understand what's this statement, you know, like it was this big thing. And she was, I can't remember exactly what she said, it, but it, but it was rather nonchalant. Like, mm. yeah, I'm just not where I just didn't feel like putting any on or whatever, right. whatever she said. Yeah. So I think that sort of consciousness, like that's an example, you know, she's bringing that in, in terms of awareness about kind of breaking the mold, standing out in a different way. And that really, really sat with me. I remember like that feeling, seeing her walking and getting interviewed. And so I think about everyone who saw that. And when we know that our consciousness affects our unconscious, like how did we, how was I affected by that in ways that I might not even fully understand? Mm. Like that's how much power celebrities have in how they can influence the collective. Totally. By anything that they say, Mm -hmm. what they do, what they wear, what they don't wear. Because what they're doing, they're doing in public. And so Mm -hmm. you see somebody in public who is wearing this, wearing that, looking this way or that way. And we take that to mean an example Mm -hmm. of how I'm supposed to look and behave in public. Mm -hmm. Right? It's interesting that you you bring this up about the face too, covering the face and makeup covering the face because Aries is the sign that rules the face Hmm. and Mars is the planet that rules Aries. So not only is Mars transiting through an air sign, which represents the community, aligning with Aries, which is a fire sign, that creates really powerful positive energy, but Mars rules the sign that it's aligning with. There's a lot of encouragement to just stand out and be yourself. Mm -hmm. But I'm curious to think about, like you mentioned how people cover their face with the makeup, but like in our society, women often wear very little clothing. And yet they still cover their face. It's so interesting. Yeah. It's a strange juxtaposition. It is. Mm -hmm. What does that mean, I wonder? Isn't Pamela Anderson an Aries moon? She is. Too? Yeah. So she's she's emotionally emotionally fulfilled by being authentic. Yeah. By being, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to hide. And she had nothing. She's been, everyone's seen her naked. So, you know, it's like, what else does she have to (laughs) to hide from? So she, I just, I really respect, like, she's stuck with her skinny eyebrows. Okay. You know, where the yeah. the trend now is to have a fuller, thicker eyebrow. Okay. okay. You know. Yeah. She really seems like she's someone who knows how to be herself. Yes. But one other thing I want to say too about like the power of celebrities mm-hmm. and the media in general is when you're watching something on a screen, it has sort of that hypnotizing quality. And so it brings you into that kind of a subconscious state. Like totally. you're, you're zoned out, but yeah. you're not asleep. Uh-huh. That's how you know you're in that sort of in-between state. And that's when you're most susceptible to being kind of programmed in Uh a way. Yes. So that's why you want to be really careful the content of what you're watching. Programming. That's why they call it. Programming you. That was, that brings up, I remember I was going to ask you something earlier about the dreams Mm. and I'm going to put a pin in that because I want to ask you. I just want to finish up with these Mars transits because, and then we'll talk about it 
for the next transit, which will be very appropriate. But Mars also aligns with Uranus in Taurus, just like Mercury did, except Mars is in Aquarius, which squares Uranus. Tension. Hmm. This is occurring from Thursday to Sunday, March 7th to the 10th, with an exact square happening on Saturday, March 9th. So again, like what we were saying last week with Venus hit those first two transits in Aries, North Node, Chiron, and then Uranus. So it's like if you haven't tapped into that individuality of yourself by Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you might get outed, pushed Mm -hmm. out of the closet so to speak. Because this is the god of war squaring off with the planet of rebellion. Hmm. And Uranus is the planetary ruler of Aquarius, the sign that Mars is transiting through. So the first two alignments that Mars makes, it's aligning with the North Node and Chiron in the sign that Mars rules, Aries. Now Mars is aligning with Uranus and Mars is transiting through the sign that Uranus rules. So it makes me wonder if there is some sort of shock that is occurring here where you... Hmm. You maybe realized something about yourself that you didn't understand or know before. Maybe this is the ego getting split open and it coming out in a way that might feel uncomfortable. Hmm. Where you, you felt like you were being confident and courageous to be authentic in the community and you're not being received maybe in the way that you had hoped. Hmm. Maybe it feels like a rejection. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have to recoil in some way. Hmm, okay. But at the same time that this transit is happening, Mercury forms a conjunction with Neptune, the god of fresh water and the sea, the planet of illusion, deception, compassion, intuition, the planet of the unconscious, which is transiting through the sign that it rules, Pisces. So Mercury, the planet of the conscious, forms a conjunction with Neptune, the planet of the unconscious, in the sign that Neptune rules Pisces. This is happening from Thursday to Saturday, with an exact conjunction happening Friday, March 8th. And so that's where I wanted to ask you, it really feels like the veil is thinning here. Hmm. And dreams are very powerful. And there, there maybe is the proclivity to become more consciously aware of what we're dreaming about at night and in the subconscious as well. But what I wanted to ask you was, you know, when you think about this Pisces energy, Pisces is the sign that rules the unconscious. It's symbolized by the fish. We know the phrase, drink like a fish. So Pisces rules drugs and alcohol. You had just mentioned that... When you're watching something on a screen, you're susceptible to the influence of what the screen is showing you. Mm -hmm. So I just wonder your thoughts about drugs and alcohol and consuming programming on the screen. How does that hinder, affect, or influence your dreams? Hmm. That's a great question. Well, I think anything that we're consuming when we're awake is affecting our dreams because we're bringing we're bringing those experiences into our unconscious. And you know, we only have insight into what we're dreaming dreaming about if we happen to remember if the ego allows the contents of that particular dream to come through. So, I think it's hard to quantify how much it's affecting us unless we have sort of that proof from a dream to be able to track it. So I think that's a bit hard to measure, but I would say that it's affecting us somehow, whether or not the conscious contents that end up in the unconscious circle back through again to the conscious level or whether it stays dormant in our unconscious. It definitely affects us. And I know, for example, that some substances like cannabis can actually prevent you from remembering your dreams. Yeah. And I know there's some kind of discussion about whether or not they prevent you from dreaming in the first place um, or whether they just affect your memory of the dreams. And I, I don't know, I don't know which it is, but I do know that it affects the ability to remember the dreams. Totally. Oh, I can speak to that because I, you know, was like a regular cannabis user for like 10 years. And then when I stopped, it's like my dreams became very powerful. 
Like they were just like, whoa. And mm. I guess that's always how my dreams were. But, but I think when I was using cannabis regularly, they had subsided or mm -hmm. I, I couldn't remember them, like you said. But yeah, and, and when it comes to film and television and those sorts of things, like I think especially like video games, like I, I had kind of a mild video game addiction throughout various times of my life. And, and those would be like, you know, you go to sleep and that's all, all I would see was the video game. Mm -hmm. So I really wonder what this week would be like if you weren't using any substances or consuming anything on a screen. Mm -hmm. What would be going on in your imagination, in your dreams? Yeah, I think you, you know, you bring up a really good point that these substances, whether it's a video game or a glass of wine, are all are all introducing foreign material into your psyche. And then it's something you have to sift through mm -hmm. before you can actually get to your own right. stuff. Yeah, it's kind of like the weeds in your garden, in a sense. It is. Yeah. Because like you've described in the past the how the unconscious to the conscious is like the flower sprouting out of the... Mm, yeah, and breaking so through think, the surface. Yes, breaking through the surface from the soil. I think of whether it's substance or film, television, It's that, that's like the weeds. I think that's a good way to look at it. I, I do also think that the unconscious finds a way. Like if you were someone who played video games for every day of your life before mm -hmm. you went to sleep, that the content of your dreams, even if it was heavily influenced by the video games, could give you some insight. You know, who, who, what role do you play in the video game? Yeah, exactly. Are you running from something? Are you the predator? Mm -hmm. Are you just an observer? Right. You know, you can still get some insight in mm -hmm. the context. I think the themes of what's going on for you in the unconscious could still filter through, mm. but it's going to be so heavily colored by the video game that you would really need to almost think of it symbolically instead of literally, because it might, yeah, it might be so influenced. You're saying the video game is maybe there is some insight in the video game into your unconscious. I'm saying if you're someone who plays video games and then you have a dream about the video game, there could be some element in the dream that's playing out a theme for you that might be a theme that would happen in your other dreams. Hmm. So I'm saying the part that's like the video game, kind of disregard that part if you can and focus on the themes and more of like the symbolism in the dreams versus literally looking at the components that are like the video game. Okay. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, totally. Yes. So, so my point is like the dreams will find a way to speak to you. Mm -hmm. So I don't think they're useless by any means if they happen to be like something you watched the night before. Mm -hmm. But I think maybe the interpretation of them would just be a little different. Because mm. it could help you understand who are you identifying with in the game and how might that be useful to you? Mm. How might that be information that you can use and integrate in some way? Mm. But it's a great question. Yeah. And I think alcohol seems to have a similar effect to cannabis, in my experience, of just kind of dulling the dreams or making them hard to remember. Alcohol, if I drink too much, then I wake up in the middle of the night and I have trouble sleeping. So mm -hmm. I don't think you, I, it's hard to fall into like a deeper REM cycle. It is. Well, alcohol is a neurotoxin. Mm. So your body is then busy trying to detox all night. And probably you're not setting yourself up for success for having dreams mm. that are really going to be supportive. Right. Yeah. So not to say don't engage with any of these things, but engage with them mindfully. Mm -hmm. And maybe like you're saying during this period where there's a real kind of portal available to us yeah, to working with I dreams. I think it's important to, to recognize just what where the planets are right now and what that means in terms of what you're able to access from your unconscious. It feels like it is a a very powerful time to... Tap in. I mean, mm -hmm. this is one of the this is one of the last times that Mercury is going to be conjunct Neptune in Pisces. It's never going to happen. In our lifetime. 
in our lifetime and children, grandchildren's lifetimes, it's not coming back here for wow. another 160 some years. Hmm. Or okay. 150 years or so. Yes, this is the second to last time that Mercury is going to be conjunct with Neptune. It's going to happen next year, and then it's never going to happen again. Hmm. So, okay. and this is something that we've been experiencing for the last 13 years. It started in 2012. So, you know, we, we've been able to access this gift in experiencing our unconscious in a more conscious way for the last 12 years, we've got this year and next year and that's it. It's never coming back in your lifetime. It's never coming back in the lifetime of any person that's alive right now. Hmm. What do you think that means? Why has that been happening for us now prior to this Aquarius energy coming in? I'm just curious if you have any thoughts about why it happened when it did. Like we're moving into this strong Aquarian energy where there's this emphasis on the community and, and also emphasis on being more authentic yourself. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious like what you make of the relationship between this long transit with Mercury and Neptune, like the timing of it. I would say the why is because we need to develop our unconscious. We need to get in touch with what's going on inside of us. We need to have gained greater clarity of what is operating beneath the surface because these planets are about to transit into Aries, which is the self. And if you don't love yourself, then there is something underneath in the unconscious that is maybe preventing you from that. Something that you need to forgive yourself for. Something that you need to show compassion for. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I think of the unconscious as that place where we keep all of our psychological baggage. All the stuff that we don't want to deal with. The things that we don't like about ourselves. Like when you talk about dreams and that sort of stuff and how you don't remember dreams because the ego is protecting you. Mm -hmm. I think it's the same thing in terms of the ego protecting you from certain things about yourself that you don't like about yourself. Mm-hmm. And also things that might be threatening for other reasons, because sometimes we suppress qualities, you know, that make us powerful as well. Yeah. And you suppress those qualities because you don't like yourself or you don't think you're worthy of receiving those positive qualities. Mm -hmm. That's why the guilt, the shame, the regret, the blame, that is what exists in the unconscious. Sure, there's like all the amazing things that exist in your unconscious too, but it's the other stuff that is preventing you from tapping into the positive part of the unconscious, the part that says, I can manifest anything that I want in my life. Because this other, these demons that live within you are holding that back. And so I really feel like these transits are here to help us face the demons that exist within us with compassion so we can integrate those thought patterns and memories with understanding forgiveness and love and then through that you're able to manifest all the amazing things that you want all the things that you fantasize about in your life hmm. and you're able to experience these parts of yourself that might be connected to your gifts that have been suppressed as well exactly as this transit is occurring, the sun, the giver of light, life, and vitality, is also transiting through Pisces. It aligns with Uranus, just like Mercury did in the early part of the week. Mercury was there Sunday to Tuesday. The sun is there from Thursday to Sunday, March 7th to the 10th. So as Mercury is forming that conjunction with Neptune, the sun is aligning with Uranus and bringing that light, life, and vitality to the unconscious so that we can become aware of what is going on beneath the surface, taking an innovative look at what's happening in our unconscious, our dreams, looking at our dreams from a new perspective. Like when you had told me one time, you're like, in your dreams, what if every person in your dream is you? Mm -hmm. That was like kind of like that Uranus energy for me because I was like, oh, I never thought about it like that. So that was unique. That was different. So how can you look at your unconscious or your conscious or your values, your self-worth? How is your self-worth being reflected within your dream life when you dream about yourself? 
Who are you in your dreams? Or who are the people in your dreams? What do you value in your dreams? What's important to you in your dreams? I feel like that's some of what this Uranus energy is bringing up. Mm-hmm. It's trying to awaken you to what's what is it that you value, not only in your conscious reality, but in your unconscious and in your subconscious. What are the conversations that you're having with yourself? Is it reflective of your surroundings? All really important questions, things to pay attention to. On Saturday is when Mercury transits into Aries. So that could definitely be the sort of wake-up call when we get out of this hazy space of the unconscious, when the messenger of the gods transits into the sign of war, Aries, self-confidence, self-love, speaking up, speaking out. So like when you asked earlier about like, why is this happening now? Well, the reason why anything happens in Pisces is to prepare you for Aries. Hmm. So we've had this time where Mercury has been in the soup of the unconscious and then it just starts blazing into the Mm -hmm. sign of the self, Mm -hmm. self self-confidence, self-love. It may create this frequency where we're being a little more aggressive in the way that we're speaking. We may be talking faster than Mm -hmm. normal. Ideas might be flying around in a breakneck pace, so to speak. Yeah, our mental process will be faster. Yeah, like do you know anyone who was born with Mercury and Aries? Yeah, I do. I know a couple people actually. And they talk really slow? No. Exactly. <laughs> so this is something to think about. Like this is ever, you know, whenever a planet moves into a sign, we are experiencing what it is like to be somebody who was born with the planet in that sign. Mm-hmm. So if you know anyone who was born with Mercury and Aries, that like you said, their mental process is faster. They speak very quickly. Mm-hmm. We're they're all very, gonna. They're very clear about what they think mm-hmm. as well. Yes, it's almost like Mercury and Pisces is like when you're in the pool doing water aerobics, and the movements are sort of buffered in some yes. way. Yes, and then you get up on land, and it's like. Wow, I'm moving fast. (laughs) Right, totally, (laughs) totally. Like trying to run in the pool, but then you get out of the pool and you're like, whoa, I'm moving so fast. So yes. So this is the frequency from March 9th to May 15th because Mercury is going to move into its retrograde shadow on March 18th. It's going to be retrograde from April 1st to the 25th, and then it moves out of its retrograde shadow on May 13th. So this is an extended period for Mercury in a sign. Mercury typically spends about three weeks in a sign. It's going to be spending Mm. over two months in Aries. Wow. So like the last time that Mercury transited through Aries was March 18th to April 3rd of last year. You can see that. That's just like a a few weeks. The The time before that was March 27th to April 10th of 2022. So think back to those dates for clues on what could be in store for you this time around. If you were born with key astrological points or planets in Cancer or Capricorn, this retrograde period may be even more intense. If you have key points or planets between 15 degrees and 27 degrees in Cancer or Capricorn, because that's where Mercury is going to be doing its retrograde run, is from 15 to 27. Yeah, I feel like this Mercury in Aries, it's giving us this extended period to find our voice. Hmm, To find out what we really think. Yeah. And how we want to communicate it. Exactly. Like you bring that all in with the Aquarius energy that we've been talking about, Mars aligning with planets and Aries from Aquarius. All of this energy here is about, like we've really, we've talked about four signs. We've talked about Aquarius, we've talked about Pisces, we've talked about Aries, and we've talked about Taurus. Aquarius is the community, Pisces is the unconscious, Aries is the self, and Taurus is values. Mm Mm-hmm. So in order to know what your values are, you have to know who you are. In order to know who you are, you have to have processed your inner world, your dreams. And the dreams are influenced by where you live. 
by who you surround yourself with, by your community, which is Aquarius. This is how they all get tied in together. Hmm. So we're really coming out of a, a more introverted period into a more extroverted period. That's part of what I'm hearing too. I, I'm hearing like- For the, that one planet. Right, but that the introverted and extroverted parts are all like working towards the same purpose. But generally speaking, like all of the Pisces influence moving into Aries to me is a, like the expression is speeding up and becoming more externalized versus being so much of the last few weeks have been a really about like the inner process. Mm -hmm. And now it's starting to, now you're starting to take what you learned about yourself in that inner process and externalizing it. Yeah. Talking about it, it, articulating it, sharing it, Mm -hmm. experiencing it out in the world. Yes, exactly. Yeah, totally. And that's how the, that's how the signs work. You know, Mm -hmm. they're literally lined up like extroverted, introverted, extroverted, introverted, extroverted, introverted. There's no two extroverted signs that follow each other. There's no two introverted signs that follow each other. It's interesting. Yeah. After an extroverted sign comes an introverted sign. After an introverted sign comes an extroverted sign. Just like the sun comes up, the sun goes down. The tide rolls in, the tide rolls out. It's all the ebb and flow. Mm Mm-hmm. Enjoy the long Mercury in Aries transit. If you're curious to know how this transit is affecting you directly in the months ahead, contact me for a reading at theweeklytransit.com. We'll get into where Mercury is transiting for you, what that means for you, and how to work with the energy, how to harness the fire of Aries. And that leads us to our final transit of the week, the new moon in Pisces, which is occurring on Sunday, March 10th at 1.01 a.m. Pacific time. And it's happening at 20 degrees. So it's like this new moon is going to be aligning with Uranus in Taurus, which is at 19 degrees. So again, like when you're thinking about the new moon, it's setting your intentions for the coming lunar cycle, planting the seeds of the coming harvest. The seed is Pisces. And I feel like we've talked about Pisces. Quite simply, setting your intentions to delve into your unconscious, to show yourself compassion, to face the guilt, the shame, the regret, the blame, the demons that are carrying your psychological baggage. Set your intentions to show them compassion so you can integrate those thought patterns and memories with understanding, forgiveness, and love for yourself. Setting your intentions to be uniquely yourself in your material reality. Set your intentions for what you want to manifest for your future. What are your dreams? What are your fantasies? This new moon is supporting you in bringing those into fruition. Hmm. I've got my moon cycle class. If you're listening to this now, maybe there's still some spots available to sign up. I feel like this moon cycle class and the next moon cycle class are very special because the full moon after this new moon is the lunar eclipse in Libra. And then the next cycle, the new moon in Aries is the solar eclipse. Hmm. The Pisces new moon is setting your intentions for what you want to manifest in your reality based on your self-worth, your values, And then the full moon lunar eclipse in Libra is what you want to release in terms of your relationships, your relationship patterns, these habitual patterns that are maybe, maybe you weren't aware of until this Pisces season Hmm. and they start to come up in your unconscious and you're like, oh, wow, that is how relationships are for me. And that isn't healthy for me. I don't like that. I need to make a conscious decision to release these habitual patterns that maybe at one point in my life I set up unconsciously to protect myself, but now I'm no longer a child, I'm an adult, and I don't need to follow these same frequencies that I set up for myself when I was a child unconsciously. Now I'm aware of them and I'm ready to let them go. 
Again, this new moon is happening at 1.01 a.m. on Sunday, March 10th. You want to set your intentions after the new moon? Yes. I think it's a, the new moon in Pisces is a unique opportunity to kind of direct in some way or specify what you'd like to experience within your unconscious. We're, we're really, when we fall asleep and we're in that dream state, completely at the whim of everything that's in our unconscious. Mm. But I appreciate this opportunity because it's a good reminder of the power of intention. So specifically, what would you like to experience in your dreams? You can set a larger intention that you would like to dream in general, like you would like to remember your dreams in general. But, you know, I think about um, like one of the most important components to doing plant medicine work is what is your intention going into the work? And whatever your intention is, you can actually receive the answer in that space and come out the other side with that question answered. And the same is true for dreams. So if you're struggling with a particular area that feels like it needs healing, whether it's a relationship with a particular person, maybe a family member or romantic relationships or your career, you can actually set an intention to have a dream that will help you understand that dynamic. Hmm. Yes. So before you go to sleep, it's like set your intention, call out to your spirit guides and angels because, you know, Pisces is a very spiritual sign mm -hmm. and say, give me clarity tonight before I go to sleep. Help me. I'm struggling with fill in the blank mm -hmm. before I go to sleep. Show me, show me, give me the answer. Yeah. And I think too, you're also working with your higher self. Mm-hmm. I love working with angels and spirit guides as well, but I always think it's important to include your higher self too. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, I, I mean, just, I think I, I think, think of that's like worth your, mentioning. I feel like I feel like my higher self is hanging out with the spirit guides and angels. I don't feel like I'm. Is that weird to think that way? No, I no. think I think you just. Uh, for me, it feels important to include my higher self. Uh -huh. Because what's really giving you permission to remember your dreams, remember, is the ego, which is part of your psyche. Okay. So you need to be you need to be co-creating to have that to allow that information to come through. Hmm. Yeah. So I just like to include the higher self, but yeah, I just think it's a it's a powerful opportunity to recognize that we play a part in what comes through in the dreams. Yeah. Pisces is about faith and trusting that you are connected to something beyond yourself. That you're not just here alone in this body that's going to die one day and then who knows what's going to happen to you. Pisces is about understanding that you have a higher self, that you have spirit guides, you have angels. There is a God or a higher power, whatever it is you believe in. But it's about belief and faith mm -hmm. and having faith that you are being divinely guided. Mm -hmm. And even having faith that intentions matter too. Mm -hmm, totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's very empowering. Pisces is very empowering. You know, one, one intention could be setting the intention to trust your intuition. Mm, that's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. And you could ask if that was your intention, for example, you could ask for a dream to help you with that, mm -hmm. to help you understand your intuition, or how to relate to your intuition, how to trust it, how to be more in conscious relationship with your intuition. Mm -hmm. That would be a great intention as you fell asleep. For sure. Excellent. You want to do a couple questions? Yeah. Let's okay, do it. Cool. Okay. Our first question comes from Chelsea Ray. What does it mean to have constellations in houses? In Western astrology, we don't think of it in terms of constellations. There's dozens and dozens of constellations, but there's 12 signs of the zodiac. So if you mean, what does it mean to have a zodiac sign in a house? Like your ascendant is your first house. Why don't, so, why don't we answer that? And then Chelsea Ray, you can let us know if you meant something else. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think that's probably what this means. Okay. Because I'm just not clear. Like if you're, say, an Aries rising, then the sign that is in the, f the first house is in the sign of Aries. So whatever sign, every house is in a sign. Every, there's 12 houses. Every house is in a sign. Mm -hmm. So whatever sign that house is in... 
tells us the energy of that house. So, I mean, I'm not going to go through every single iteration because there's too many. But So you're saying like in a standard chart, the first house would be ruled by Aries, but that's not always the case. Sure. So like if depending it's, on your if your first house is in Leo, then your personality is reflected of Leo. It's filtered by Leo. If your first house is in Scorpio, then your personality is Scorpio. So it's the energy of Scorpio. If your eighth house is in Gemini, then that means that you know, you, when it comes to merging power with other people, you want to keep things light. You want to, uh, you want variety. Mm-hmm. If your eighth house is in Aquarius, you want independence. You want maybe more of a social scene with the person that you're bonded to. So each house is colored by a sign. Every house has a theme, and the sign that those houses are in creates the energy of that theme it colors Mm -hmm. the theme so like the eighth house is the house of death which represents how you merge with others i hope that's helpful chelsea ray please reach out let me know if that answered your question or if not maybe reworded in a different way that would help me answer it Thank you. Our next question comes from Manuel. Does our natal moon sign change signs every year during our solar return? And also do the inner planets as well? Yes, they do. So wherever the moon was when you were born, it's not going to be there every year on your birthday. The sun is where it is every year. Whatever your birthday is, the sun return. That's why it's the solar return. So the sun returns to where it was when you were born on your birthday. But the other planets are in different places. Right. Every now and then, like if we're taught, like on your 19th birthday, that is when the moon's going to be in the same spot that it was when you were born. On your 38th birthday, the moon will be every 19 years, the moon is where it was 19 years ago. Thank you, Manuel. I hope that's helpful. Let's leave it there today. Okay, great. Thank you for listening to the weekly transit. If you're curious to learn how these transits or any others may be affecting you, or if you are interested in learning more about your astrological code, contact me for a reading at theweeklytransit.com. If you're interested in delving into the world of psychotherapy with Gabriella, you can connect with her at innervisionpsychotherapy.com. Music written by Ben Leinbach from Listen Deep by Amber Herzog-Lyman. This episode was produced by me, Scott Tajarian, wishing you all the best as you ride the planetary waves. 